Alexander. Shabbat for three. Bingo! Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. He is hard to believe. Here's Jordan. going on guys welcome to dime dropper nba finals 2021 recaps before we get started please make sure to subscribe on youtube at dime dropper podcast subscribe on apple Podcasts. follow us on spotify and of course to follow us on social media at twitter instagram tiktok and facebook at dime dropper pod so we are live from los angeles california right now game two suns bucks 2021 finals just ended the phoenix suns have now positioned themselves two games away from winning their first ever championship and making history with a 118-108 win, protecting home court for the third consecutive series, six, or should I say seven straight wins at the what was formerly known as the U.S. Airways Center when I attended back in 2013, the America West Center, Talk and Stick Resort, the Suns Arena, whatever the hell you want to call it, they're 6-0 in their last, or seven, they've won seven games in a row there. This game, I was really interested to see how the Bucks adjusted because clearly that Brooke Lopez switching on a Chris Paul and Devin Booker strategy was cooked. So I saw a lot more drop coverage in this game. So for those unfamiliar with the term, it's when the big man drops a little deeper as the, as the opposing big man rolls and tries to step up enough on the ball handler as he tries to drive to give the guy that was guarding the ball initially a chance to recover. In this case, Drew Holiday and, you know, Chris Middleton trying to recover on guys like Chris Paul and Devin Booker. And in the beginning, he was working decently. On Cameron Payne, they went more straight, hard traps. And I thought that DeAndre Ayton in the first half just was a little bit poor around the rim, just didn't look didn't look like he was going up strong, missed a couple easy jump hooks, and wasn't, uh, wasn't enforcing himself the way he was in game one. And I liked what I saw from the Bucks in the first quarter because they went to the basket. They were up by three, 29-26 in the first. But then in that second quarter, they went cold. And that kind of was similar to the last game where they kind of started out pretty well and then went down in the second quarter and kind of tried to battle from behind most of the game. Looked like they could make a run. They didn't fully make a run. And I thought in that second quarter, to only score 16 points on the road, that's not going to cut it. And I thought Giannis was pretty weak in that second quarter showing you know the typical lack of skill that we sometimes see but chris middleton and drew holiday not being able to get going shooting the ball for the second consecutive game was the bigger story and i just don't think Giannis got enough help tonight which is something i don't really say usually when talking about the bucks i usually see what Giannis does wrong and there's usually clear things you can pinpoint but tonight, I thought he played great, and mostly it was in that third quarter. So that second quarter, you know, the Bucks are cold. And I think the Suns, you know, they did a really good job moving the basketball, as they always do, on the perimeter. And they have great off-ball movement. As I said, or, you know, some players, like the Jay Crowders, even Booker, Mikhail Bridges, they move without the ball well. Chris Paul, I'd say, is the most static on their team. And I think that... 
as I, I don't know how many times I've said it over the course of this season and over the course of this playoffs, but you guys have heard me say it. The Suns are the highest IQ basketball team in the league this season. They don't fall too in love with the three. They were for a little bit in this first quarter tonight, but when they do, they tend to adjust and go to that mid-range game, which Chris Paul and Devin Booker are some of the best in the league at. And then they move without the ball well. Guys like Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder, you know, they know what to do. And Jay Crowder is an underrated pass for the basketball. And they also are not only well coached, they have a big man with skill. You mix all those things together, you get the highest IQ team in today's league. And the Bucks are not that. I've been very critical of the Bucks' IQ over the course of the playoffs. And I believe that it's their IQ is too low to win this championship. It would take a colossal choke or a change of momentum for them to win this championship. Chris Middleton, for starters, right? He shot 5 of 16 and only had 11 points. One of six from three. This is coming off a game where he was poor in game one. But there was one play. I think the Bucks were down like eight points in the third quarter, beginning of the third, or something. I want to say six minutes left in the third. And they just make a three off moving the ball a bit. And Chris Middleton, with 20 seconds left on the shot clock, comes up and chucks a contested three. Is this not the finals? Where's the awareness there? Where's the, okay, we're going to swing the ball and get a good shot because it's the fucking finals. Why don't we prioritize shots? Come on, man. And you're not even shooting well to be doing that. I get it. Shoot or shoot. You got to shoot out of a slump. Come on. At some point, you got to make smart decisions. You move the ball. Maybe you'll get the ball on an, you know, off Giannis penetration. And Giannis in that third quarter was phenomenal. He was going to the basket. He even hit like middle tween shots, you know. There was one shot turn over the right shoulder he hit. And when, again, I'm going to say it. If he can hit that consistently, I mean, he can be a whole different level of player because this is not the Giannis we see every night. We see this kind of effort. We don't see this level of good shot making. And, you know, he had that one or two Dirk Nowitzki-like one-legged fades around the foul line area. Those were very impressive. He was doing a lot of work on the offensive glass. He had 12 rebounds overall, so not BS rebounds tonight. Four of them were offensive rebounds, so they were very noticeable. Problem is, he's not a very good free throw shooter. 11 of 18, that's always going to be his flaw. But tonight, I thought that he was kind of like Shaq. He made up for it by dominating the game in different ways, and he was plus three. He was the only Milwaukee starter in the plus in the plus minus category. Actually, the only Milwaukee player. So that says a lot about Giannis's performance to me tonight. Five threes, though, that's one thing I think he can do without. He doesn't need to be taking five threes. He made one of them. But I really liked the way he was aggressive. He even got to a little jump hook late in that game in the fourth quarter, I think. And I just love the way he played. But sadly, I just don't think the Bucks. I just don't also think that they're sharp enough on defense at times through these pick and rolls of Chris and, and Devin Booker. It's very clear that Chris Paul doesn't like going left. He's never been amazing going left. He doesn't like stopping on a dime going left. He usually likes to set his feet, maybe pump fake or wait a second uh, and square himself up. It's not He's not one of those like Booker where just going either way, he's so comfortable stopping on a dime and pulling. And I think that the Bucks let him get to his right a little bit too much again. And when you saw him get to his left, or you saw him hitting, letting, making Chris Paul get downhill, and I think that's part of why they went to drop coverage, to make Chris Paul go downhill a little bit more. Because he doesn't really go to those floaters as much. He loves to stop and full stop hop for those mid-ranges. And right elbow is where he loves. He gets to fall away and square his shoulders to the basket as he's falling away. And I think that they did a good job, or not a good enough job in my opinion, and I think that the Suns do a really good job of when you throw two guys, whether you blitz or hedge and recover on pick and rolls, they do a really good job of swinging the ball fast and cutting to open areas. And that's Jay Crowder, that's Mikhail Bridges. Even a guy like a Cam Johnson. And you look at Jay Crowder and Mikhail Bridges, they played amazing tonight. I mean, Mikhail Bridges at 27 points. 
8 of 15 from the field, 3 of 9 from 3, and 8 of 8 at the line to go along with 7 rebounds and some great defense. You know, this is his first finals, and Mikhail Bridges totally came to play tonight. I thought he was very solid in game one as well. Jay Crowder, who I was critical of in terms of not shooting the ball well because he didn't shoot the ball well in the last finals, last year in the bubble, but he was very good tonight. Four of eight from the field, three of five from three. He even hit a big mid-range shot late in the game. And I think that Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton just weren't good enough. But I also think that Pat Connaughton had plenty of chances to make this a closer game with some open threes. I'm seeing he shot 4 of 9 from 3 uh, in the game overall and 5 of 10 from the field. 14 points. Yeah, that's good. But he had plenty of open threes in really timely situations where if he makes a 3, it's a 5-point game, 4-point game. And then in the end, the Suns got a third look at a shot late in the fourth quarter. Two offensive rebounds. One was a long rebound tipped out. I think Chris got it. And then another one, it was Aiton when the Bucks were going small. And I really liked what I saw when the Bucks went for Giannis at the five for stretches of that late third quarter, early fourth quarter, when it looked like they had a chance to potentially get it back to a five-point game, four-point game. But they just didn't capitalize. They made bad decisions, whether it was a turnover, a lack of getting an offensive rebound, a bad shot, Drew Holiday not making a shot. And Drew Holiday still had great defensive moments. But he needs to be better than 7 for 21. I mean, this is two games in a row now. He has not shot well enough from the field. 7 of 21, 17 points. You know, Middleton and Drew Holiday combining for 28 points on 12 of 37 from the field. That's not going to get it done on the road against a very solid, very good Phoenix Suns team who has three guys with over 20 points in the game. Chris Ball, who I thought was good, but man, in that fourth quarter, Devin Booker was the one that was scorching. I mean, D-Book in, in that third quarter. He was hitting threes off the dribble, hitting his mid-ranges off the dribble. He was, you know, stopping and popping for bank shots going left. I mean, getting shots off the off, uh, off, off the Suns swinging the ball and making the uh, Bucks rotate. And one thing I have to say about the Suns on the other end on defense, they do a really good job, especially, again, Mikhail Bridges and Jay Crowder rotating and getting to shooters and closing down airspace and running guys off the three-point line. They do a really good job of that. And I just thought that they were doing that again tonight. Chris Paul, though, you know, Booker was the one that was had the hot hand. It was Booker's game tonight. He had 31 points on 12 of 25 from the field, which is 48% for you guys that, you know, aren't very good at math. 7 of 12 from 3. But my problem with Chris Paul was this. I thought he was getting a little bit lucky in the fourth quarter. Was he just trying to close the game because that's what he's done all season? Or was he trying to go for the finals MVP campaign? I tweeted this out and I got a couple of people saying that he, they think he's going for finals MVP because Booker had the hot hand. And basketball 101, especially a point guard as smart as Chris Paul should know, you got to feed the hot hand. This is Devin Booker's game and you're out here controlling the ball four possessions in a row, not doing very well with it. He got lucky that Jay Crowder flashed to the foul line when he was trapped on the baseline running out of real estate. Jay Crowder just moves from the three-point line to the foul line and gets a mid-range jumper instead of a three and it was a very clever cut and I just thought that and one one time he had his pass deflected and I think Mikhail Bridges went to the basket and made a nice lefty layup and I was just like and Chris had was turning the ball over I mean he had six turnovers to his eight assists and Chris Ball's Mr. Assist to turnover ratio I thought that he was good, but I just thought that he was not amazing. I thought Mikhail Bridges was the second best player on the court tonight after Devin Booker, who was my player of the game. With 31 points, 5 boards, 6 assists. As in, I just read the stat line, he also played 44 minutes. But Chris, 10 of 20, 3 of 5, another very solid night at the office for him in his first finals. He is now two wins away from his first ever championship that could forever change his legacy and 
man, you got to love it if you're a Suns fan. I'm loving it as a Chris fan. Uh, I want this series to get interesting, though. I'm rooting for the Bucks to win this next game. But the Suns taking care of business at home. Chris Paul, I was, a, I was a little surprised he was going greedy there. My opinion, I'm asking a rhetorical question, to be honest. I think he was fully going for that finals MVP. I think he was fully trying to pad his stats a bit at the end of that game and try to make the plays that shut the door because he's been so good at that this season. But in my opinion, just as a person who played point guard, not in the NBA level or D1 level, just, a, just, just, a, just my opinion, you can hate on it all you want as a Chris Paul fan. You know me. I'm all about the team, not individual stuff. So I love it when players put that shit to the side. And I just thought that it was a little bit fiendy, a little bit greedy. He's got greedy senior. I'm looking at an ad of McGregor right now on ESPN. So I was thinking of McGregor in that press conference with Mayweather's dad. You's got greedy, senior. You's got greedy. Who the fuck is this guy? All right, that's it for me tonight, guys. I'm going to go to the live subscribers now. Let me know what you thought of the recap tonight. Ending a little short, only one game. Euro final on Sunday afternoon. Copa America final on Saturday. And I'm going to be working on that how Kobe Bryant's Lakers won two championships in a row. Uh, video, which will be coming out right when the finals ends. And then I'll be working on Dime Dropper Time Machine, our first ever. And the series will begin as we resume the timeline, or should I say start the timeline and bring it to the channel. Thanks for joining me tonight. I'm going to go uh, for the live subscribers now for 11 minutes. Super Chats are turned on. Drop a dollar or a dime. Peace.